Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. We are your hosts, Tyler Callahan and Mike Ferrante. Mike, how are you doing this week? Uh, you know me, man. I'm chilling. How about yourself? I'm chilling. Chilling. Yeah, I'm not doing too bad either. Uh, we have a good topic, I think, to talk about this week. I think we'll both enjoy. Have you happened to see the new TV spot for Avengers Endgame? Yeah, I watched it. You excited for it? Yeah, I'm excited to see where they take it and explain Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah, yeah. I guess they really should have pushed that movie back if Sony was willing. Just keep it as more as a surprise. But yep. anyway, to lead up to Avengers Endgame, which will probably assuming it gets good reviews, will be one of the biggest movies of all time. To lead up to it, we're going to have a couple select episodes over the next couple of months that go over each phase of Marvel movies. If you don't know, Marvel Studios categorizes these movies as Phase 1, Phase 2, and Phase 3. So, Phase 1, we have Iron Man up to The Avengers. We're going to give our quick thoughts, good and bad, about each movie that came out in order. And then at the end, we'll each give our list of what we think are the best movies. So, Mike, I'll start with you. The first one that came out was Iron Man back in 2008. What did you like and what you hate? Well, I got to be honest. I didn't really hate anything about the first Iron Man. I mm-hmm. feel like pretty solid origin story. It is, yeah. Everything about it was pretty good. The CGI at the time, the special effects, the acting, the plot, like the dynamic between the characters. And the twist for the villain, which was basically Tony Stark's mentor. So overall, I thought Iron Man 1 was a solid film. Yeah, yeah. Preaching to the choir on this one here. Uh, Iron Man really is, if not perfect, near perfect uh, as a superhero movie, as an origin movie. Uh, and definitely w- the strongest way this uh, universe could have started. All the definitely. acting is great from Robert Downey Jr., to the villain, you know, Jeff Bridges puts on a great performance as uh, Obadiah Shane. And just everything in between, it works. Robert Downey Jr. kills the role. By the end of the movie, he is Tony Stark. And as the past 10 years, you've seen him just, they've more or less become the same person. Like, you see him in interviews and you see him on camera. It's more or less the same person. Yeah. And, and then, like, it's it was really a lifeline for... Oh, absolutely. Tony Stark, but it was a lifeline for Robert Downey Jr. because he wasn't really getting a lot of roles, and he was just recently out of like rehab and getting over mm-hmm. his addiction to drugs. But it was a lifeline for him. He did great, and he's pretty much the reason why the Marvel Universe pretty much got jump-started. Because if I mean, that movie wasn't yeah. successful, they probably wouldn't have continued. And it's kind of weird how, like, depending on who you ask, Everyone has, like, a different opinion of Robert Downey Jr. If you ask kids growing up, it's like, oh, he's the cool dude that plays Tony Stark. If you ask people our age or older, definitely older, he's like, oh, he was the actor that had a big, you know, drug problem, alcoholic problem. He was a mess, right? He was on his way out of Hollywood. But with Iron Man, cleaned himself up, got the help he needed. He's he's one of the biggest stars right now, 10 years later. Yep. Like, that's a big turnaround. And I think... If I remember correctly, it was Mel Gibson that helped sign the insurance for him so he could actually film the movie because no one would take him. No insurance company would be like, yeah, I'm going to insure Robert Downey Jr. for a blockbuster movie. Yeah. In case anything goes wrong. Yeah. I didn't know that. 
I, yeah, it was def- I think it was Mel Gibson, but it was definitely a friend of his that had to actually co-sign, like, okay, in case anything goes wrong, I will help pay for some of this. Because part of the issue, again, this movie starred, besides, I think the script was kind of still being finished as they started filming. Like, this one is, wasn't the smoothest production, but it worked out in the end. And that end credit scene, that's what started the post, post-credit scene for, like, every superhero movie now. Even non-Marvel ones. That is very true. So... Yeah, I really don't have anything bad to say about it. Sounds like you don't have anything bad to say about it. Uh, so let's move on to the next one. We got a couple months after that, we had The Incredible Hulk. What'd you think? It was definitely an improvement from the uh, first Hulk movie with Eric Bana. Yeah, early 2001, yeah. Yeah, that just had a horrible CGI. This one was a lot better when it came to CGI. Um, overall, I thought the movie was okay. It was nothing spectacular like it's, it was an entertaining watch but it obviously like it's serviceable it had, yeah it it did have its problems which is kind of why we never saw ed norton back to reprise the role but the action scene was pretty good the cgi was pretty good i just feel like the story kind of lacked and felt i don't know kind of boring at times and not very interesting and captivating yeah yeah, the plot's kind of uh, the weak point, and I would say uh, Banner's love interest was kind of like, eh, that, that, that could have been done better. But I, yeah, the CGI for doing the Hulk, especially back then, was actually really good, and I did like a lot of the fight scenes. I liked the one uh, at the, what was it, the university, and it's, you know, the Hulk against the army dudes. I like that. I do like the bad guy. I forget his name, but the bad guy who turns into Abomination. I do yeah. like how he keeps getting pissed that the Hulk keeps beating him and eventually just turn like he forces a way to turn into something like him just so he can try and fight him and kill him. I do like his motivation. But again, like you said, the plot in other areas, not that great. And yeah, production problem wise, you know, Edward Norton apparently a bit of an asshole. So just it's a shame because I I would like to see Edward Norton be in an Avengers movie and see how that would have worked. Yeah, but everything happens for a reason, which is why we have Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner. And I gotta say, it's one of the better ones. Yeah, yeah, no, he's definitely not bad in the role. He's pretty good. All right, so after that, if I remember correctly, took a couple years off, and then they came back with Iron Man 2. Now, I think we're we're a bit different on this one. So if it's all right with you, I want to start off with this, and I want to say my piece. Before. I was just going to suggest that. So let me make my case, and then, Mike, you can rip, rip it apart if you want to. So a lot of people on the internet think Iron Man 2 is a bad movie, and is one of the worst, uh, one of the worst Marvel movies. I'm here to tell you, not wrong. that is wrong. That is incorrect. If you take it as just a fun movie with Tony Stark fucking around, it's pretty good. Right? You see a bunch of different suits. You have the suitcase suit. Right. You have his uh, new suit. You have War Machine is in it. Right. You have Don Cheadle that brought in Don Cheadle. Right. And you have the great joke when he comes in. Right. Look, I'm here. Deal with it. Whatever. Because, you know, the actor switched and that's how they wrote around that. That's pretty funny. You have Justin Hammer. He's a great adversary. Sam Rockwell kills it in the role. Right. He he was great. And a lot of the fight scenes are pretty decent. So I think people give this movie too much shit. However, I will concede, Mickey Rourke, not a great film. All right, the ride for him, kind of weak. 
especially for Whiplash. And I do think kind of how Tony Stark made the new element kind of stupid in some ways. So I don't think this is a great movie, but it's definitely okay to good. I've said my case. All right, let me just start off with, I agree with you. Okay. Mickey Rourke was a terrible villain. Like, yes. I, I just feel like this movie didn't really know which direction it wanted to go in. Like, they wanted to add too many new elements to it. So you technically had two villains. You had Mickey Rourke and Sam Rockwell, who were kind of working together. Then at the same time, we kind of had the U.S. government, which was a villain because Don Cheadle trying to basically take the suits, make make another one, sell it to the military, that whole type of thing. So there's a lot going on, and none of the stories really were that interesting. Like, Mickey Rourke's basically him being a villain is just because his dad was uh, Tony Stark's dad's rival. And I even forget what happened with that, but... Yeah, yeah, I just remember there was a bunch of news clippings about it, and he's just pissed about it. Yeah, so it's like, all right, dude, you're second-generation pissed, I get it. But you're going to... you're. You're a good scientist yourself. You're just going to make yourself some electric whips. All right. Sounds sounds interesting. Sounds like uh, a flying metal suit would have a real hard time with a guy on the ground with electric whips. I mean, like, I, I, I do agree with you in that part. I mean, this movie, and some people mentioned how it's basically just set up for an Avengers. And in some ways, they're not wrong. They're not. However, yeah, it was I feel set up. like I'm able to I'm able to enjoy the movie for what it is. And I would say most of that is based on Robert Downey Jr. and Sam Rockwell. If they did not bring their A game, this movie would absolutely be terrible. Yeah, I mean, they were the best parts about the movie. But then again, yeah. when has Sam Rockwell really let us down? And Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. So yeah. we got to see the more playful side of him in this film. Yes, before things get serious, this is just him fucking around. So I didn't mind that aspect of it. I just felt the movie could have been a lot stronger. Okay. I mean, no, you make, you make some solid points. The the villain, especially Mickey Rourke, that was really weak. And there there is, if you think about it, yes, there's too many plots. You have setting up the Avengers, but you have Sam Rockwell, who gets another villain, and then the government's in the background. So I understand if this was a more streamlined streamlined movie that was more of an iron man sequel than an avenger setup it would have probably been an overall better movie yeah if, if you think about it it was kind of like uh batman vs superman dawn of justice there was just too much going on too many different villains you had iron man versus the iron soldier so that's batman vs superman then they team up at the end to beat the big bad guy who was really made and funded by Another bad guy. So we need is their version of Wonder Woman. It's, it's the exact same movie. Yep. Well, actually, their version of the Wonder Woman could have been Nick Fury. Actually, they no. Dropped, they well, dropped like, him in there real quick. Oh, like, that's right. That there we go. That's right. Because she helped down the final battle a little bit on, on her mission. So, yeah, you could you could say they're almost the exact same movie. Yeah. Except Iron Man 2 is looked at as better. Yeah, and on that, I'd have to disagree, but... Yeah, but that's a whole debate for another time. Yeah. All right, so next up is Thor. Now, this one, we also disagree quite a bit on. 
with me a bit on the negative side. So this time I'm going to pass it to you, Mike. Make your case for Thor. All right. So basically when we're talking about Thor, right, was he ever really popular? Even comics, was he, you would say he's a C to B grade superhero. Yeah, he's he, like Iron he's Man. Not, it's like he's known, but he's not popular. Yeah, but I feel like when Iron Man first came out, he was pretty popular. Thor, on the other hand, not so much. There was never really a big Thor following. Yeah, he's no Spider-Man. I mean, yeah. So they really turned a C to B grade superhero into something interesting. So they had an awesome casting. The movie had a lot of funny moments. The battles were great. And then the whole story in general kind of came full circle. But that's also due to the director. What's his name? Uh, Kenneth. Yeah, he's known for making movies very Shakespearean. And you see a lot of Shakespearean elements into the first Thor. So first Thor had pretty solid acting. It had a lot of funny moments where you wouldn't think the movie would be funny. And then the Mm -hmm. cast as a whole had really good chemistry. Okay, I will keep mine, my short, my thoughts on it pretty short as well um basically how you kind of like praise the director but i'm gonna have to go against them on this one for the main reason being the angles the cinematography on this movie is pretty bad a lot of the angles are like lower tilted or and looking up for quite a few shots and after after like first 20 30 minutes it kind of gets annoying except it keeps happening uh along with that the there are some funny moments with Thor when he's trying to, you know, get accustomed, accustomed to Earth. I do like that. However, the girlfriend plot and her assistant just, oh my god, like it's just bad. Like it was now, Nan- what was it, like Natalie it. Portman, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel sorry for her. It's like it's, it's bad. It's not good. I it was worse in the second movie. Like this movie, it was tolerable, and it's what made it kind of interesting. Oh, you know, it's worse than the second movie, but here it's like it doesn't start off great to begin with, I feel like. Yeah. And the final battle uh, between Thor and Loki, eh, is all right. I thought the the one in the middle between Thor and the, the monster that's sent there from Loki, I believe, uh, was a bit better. But I do like some things. I, I do like the most of the cast. So Thor, Loki, Odin, all great. Uh, Hemdrill, also great. And like Doctor. I do like the the world building around it, like Asgard and stuff, like seeing part of Asgard, you know, them using the Bifrost and all that. Like I do like the world building there. It's just when they get to Earth, besides a couple jokes, it's kind of just eh. I feel if I had a better script, it would have it would have been a better movie. I I feel like it was more of a a growing film for Thor because you see him in the beginning, and he's basically this war hero, and all he does is destroy. Oh, he's an arrogant prick. Yeah. And he was not ready for the throne. But when he yeah. went to Earth, he saw how Earthlings were living. He even fell in love with a woman from Earth. And to this, we don't know if Thor's actually ever known love and known anything mm-hmm. besides destruction. So on Earth, he learned about peace and love, which well-rounded made him a better king. Oh, yeah. No, the story overall... Like again, this movie isn't that great, but if you go overall like ten year journey to see a young arrogant Thor 
to the end of Thor 1 to the end of the Avenger movies, he's had great character development. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. He's one of the mo- more developed characters in this series. But we'll talk about Thor's better moments uh, when we get to his better movies. Yeah. Should we it'll, uh, it'll, move on? To... It'll be a while. It will be a while, but yeah. Should we move on to the next one? We absolutely should. All right, so we got Captain America, the first Avenger. I'll start this one because I don't have much good or bad to say about it. I thought it was just fine. It's not a bad movie. I do like it compared to some other ones in Phase 1. However, there's nothing There's nothing amazing about it. You know, Chris Evans is great as Captain America. Hugo Weaving is pretty good as Red Skull. I do like the World War II, like... It felt like a World War II movie with like a superhero in it than a superhero movie. I did like that. It's something different. And, you know, it kind of set up Avengers in a decent way toward the end. Yeah. Pretty much just piggybacking off what you said. So I think we kind of both agree on this one. The movie yeah. wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. Like it was just overall, it was an okay movie. Um, pretty much it, the only really good thing they had going for them is the casting of Captain America yeah, that would lead into other films. But I just felt like even the final battle between Red Skull and Captain America, that was kind of weak. It was, yeah. yeah. You expected it to be a little bit more of a showdown, and it just never really happened. But like, I thought like Captain was... America going into the base to free the soldiers, like, that was, like, the best action scene in the movie. Yeah, and that was... There really wasn't that many, if you think about it. No, no, that was, like, around the halfway point. But, yeah, there's, like, especially because especially the first half is, like, him not having powers. And he eventually gets powers. And then, and then he slowly he, brought... But then, he's, yeah, he's used as a prop. Yeah. Yeah, you think for a World War II movie, there'd be a little bit more action. But, eh, still not a bad movie. Nope. Not the worst one they've made. That'd be Iron Man 2. Okay, okay. All right. Take your pot shots elsewhere, all right? All right, so we got one last movie. I assume everyone knows what this movie is by now. Phase one wraps up with the Avengers. Mike, what did you think of the Avengers? I thought it was a good movie. It was pretty much what all the other films kind of led up to. Yep. And I was pretty satisfied with it. It wasn't really anything jarringly bad about the movie. I'm sure if I rewatched again, I could probably pick out like one or two things that didn't really seem to fit her. Captain America's suit. Oh, yeah. That one was pretty bad. Um, but overall, seeing how S.H.I.E.L.D. worked, how like the Avengers kind of all met up, the initial rivalry between Thor and Iron Man and Cap, and then Thor versus Hulk, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And, I don't know, overall, it's just pretty good. Entertaining to watch. Definitely has a lot of rewatch value. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, just going off what you said, I basically agree with everything you said. It was, it, I will say, I will leave my thoughts about Josh Whedon for Avengers 2, but for Avengers 1, he definitely brought his A game. The script, for the most part, was pretty good. It worked. It brought the characters together. A couple quips, but when he needed to get serious, it did get serious when needed. And the characters mixed together well and this movie really lived and died by the script and it did great because if the script was terrible and the characters interacted poorly then this movie would not be the mega hit it was so i definitely thought it was not only a great movie by itself culminating the first few movies but definitely laid the groundwork for 
phase two and phase three. Agreed. Um, and yeah, the only negative we really have is really Captain America's suit's pretty bad. And, and some of the shots kind of look not that great, but otherwise I don't really have anything bad to say about it. It really is like, if you look for a popcorn movie, like popcorn flicks, they always call them, and you can just sit down and rewatch it whenever. This is one of those movies. Yep. It still holds up to it. So that is the first phase done with our thoughts. We're now going to wrap up with our list. Mike, start off your list from worst to best. Worst to best. Yeah. All right. I'm going to have to say Iron Man 2 for obvious Shocker. reasons. Then The Incredible Hulk, Captain America, Thor, Avengers, Iron Man. Wow. Wow. Besides two, we are exactly the same. So I have in last place, I have Thor, then The Incredible Hulk. Captain America, Iron Man 2, The Avengers, and then Iron Man. It's a little so. shocking how you put Thor behind Incredible Hulk. It, like, damn. I, I, look, what I remember, sitting down watching both of them, I remember finishing up watching Hulk. I enjoyed that movie a lot better than watching Thor. Maybe if I watched it at the time when it came out, my opinion would have changed, but... So that's basically the end of the episode, unless Mike, you have any other thoughts about these movies? Nope. All right. So the plan for the Marvel Studio list that we have and going through the phases is basically now next month, we'll have two Marvel episodes. We'll go over Captain Marvel around when it comes out, and then we will go over phase two, or we'll talk about the phase two movies. That includes Guardians, Winter Soldier, Age of Ultron, all those movies. And we will update our list here to see what we consider is the worst and the best of the movies. And then in April, we might have to split into two parts because there's a lot of movies for it. But we'll also in April be going over phase three. And at the end of it, early May, we'll talk about in-game. So that is it for this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. Mike, if people have their own thoughts about what's the best phase one movie, where can they tell us that? Well, they can surely tell us over at Instagram, Entertainment Expansion. Or you could email us at entertainmentexpansion at outlook.com. Yep, certainly can. When the episode goes up, an Instagram post goes up as well, and they can put a nice comment there. Yep, we look forward from hearing from you. Yep. All right, thank you for listening, and see you next week.